Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Psychic Hour with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in psychic stuff. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting an hour later because we were at our nephew's first freshman football game, first football game of high school. Yes, we were. It was fun, beautiful day. It was fun, yeah. And his team looks great. Yeah. They, I mean, they made more points than the other team. That's what I knew. Yeah. (laughs) They did. You're all talking about, well, if they're doing this or that. And I'm like, well, if they got... (laughs) Looks like they're getting the ball over the line into the end zone more than the other team. So they must be doing good. Hey, you knew end zone. Football, I did good know job. end zone. Mm-hmm. Football, not my jam. But, of course, I love my nephew, so I'll go watch him. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. So it's all good. Yeah, beautiful day. Wow. We oh have goodness, really yeah. passed that uber hot stuff. Now we're into, like, pre-fall weather. There's only one day yeah, in the next nice. 10 days that we'll be out of the 70s. Great. All of you that live in areas where it's always around 70, 75 degrees, see, we get like two weeks of it a year. Yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah. So awesome. So, you know, jump on in, join us in the chat. I know we're off time, so it may seem uh, a weird time for us, but we hope you can join us in the chat. Yes, Erin, you are not late. Welcome, Renee. Yeah. We are excited because we're going to be talking about things you can do in regards to spirituality and energy healing for chronic pain. Yeah. And this is uh, a requested show topic. Yeah. And Katie and I are both chronic pain warriors um, due to chronic illness. And we've, we've learned some tricks of our own and some ways to help our clients over the years, I think going to be really helpful don't you I think so yes I do I hope so I I, we've definitely learned many things over the years yeah yeah absolutely what would you say if you just you personally your number one lesson uh about your own chronic pain that has helped you a lot what what would that be oh boy number one I don't know if this is the number one lesson, but the one that's been really coming up for me is the spoon theory. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a lesson. It probably isn't, but it, it's a, a technique. Um, well, it kind of is, though, just an acknowledgement of you do have only so much energy. Yes. So much ability yeah. to manage this or that during the day and and that you have to respect that. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And I'm, I'm going to post a, a graphic of the spoon theory for you guys. But yeah. And, and that's true because, you know, I have tended to push myself too hard over the years, do things I didn't have the energy to do, take on more work or whatever than I really had the energy to take on and just keep on doing it anyway, you know? Right. And so, yes, there definitely is some energy there in not doing more than you really can do. Right. And Absolutely. being willing to call it because here's the thing. I'm an empath and a lot of you guys are too. And empaths really hate to let other people down. And if there's a very easy description for that, because I feel what you feel. So if I let you down, not only do I feel my own disappointment or embarrassment or frustration, but I also feel yours. And so then I have to pile your shit onto mine and I hate the way that feels. So I'm more willing to make myself trudge through something that I'm not up to doing so that I don't have to double down on that kind of emotional pain and just, you know, discomfort. Right. A lot of you guys do the same thing. So let's let me share the spoon theory. So the spoon theory is a way to explain how much energy you have to give. And so the idea is that you have a certain amount of spoons. You wake up with a certain amount of spoons in the morning. And if you slept well and you wake up relatively pain free, maybe you have more spoons. But then again, maybe you don't, you know, but then you have to give some spoons up for everything you do. So, you know, that's everything you're doing. You're trading some spoons in when you're out of spoons. 
you're done. You have to rest. You have to replenish. And everything takes a spoon or two or three or four, you know. And so it's a good way for me to explain to myself, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm out of spoons. I need a rest. Mm -hmm. But it's a great way to explain to your family members, too. Hey, you know, this is how I'm feeling. It's how I'm doing. Um, I am way out of spoons. I In my family, I usually say I'm crashing. If I say I'm crashing, mm -hmm. that means I don't have any more energy to do whatever it is we're doing. And mm -hmm. my family knows that um, I am a trooper and I will usually push through until I absolutely can't take it any longer. Right. So if I say I'm cra I'm crashing, they know it's I'm done. I'm really done. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. I, th I think that's a really important one to just give yourself permission that, you know, when you run out, you run out. Yeah. And if stuff got done, great. And if it didn't, th there's always tomorrow. Uh-huh. I saw a keychain recently that said, may you always have one more spoon. I thought, <laughs> I love that so much. Right? I understand that to the core. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So what so, about you? So probably in the last couple of years, my biggest lesson has been stop doing things that hurt. Ooh. You know, mm -hmm. like, for example, I wear leggings and pull on pants. Uh -huh. And you know what? I don't care who knows it. Yep. I stopped wearing clothes that hurt. I have RA. Mm -hmm. It affects my hips. And so I have a difficult time wearing like jeans. Oh, They're yeah. too stiff. It hurts to walk like it's mm -hmm. and it's hard to walk. And I went, screw it. You know mm -hmm. what, you guys, I also don't wear a bra anymore. Now, I am not well endowed. And so I realize that not everyone can do that. But I don't wear, I don't even wear a shelf bra cami anymore. I don't wear anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know why? Because I get like costochondritis in my ribs. Mm -hmm. And it did not matter what bra I wore. My ribs friggin' hurt all the time. Mm -hmm. And I also have problems with my neck. And so a bra would pull. No matter what I wore, I tried all different kinds of things. And one day I went, why am I, why am I doing this? Does it matter? No, yeah. it actually doesn't, you know, yeah. do some people give me a little side eye in the store? Cause it's obvious I'm not wearing a bra. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to live in this body. Yep. So I don't do stuff like that anymore. Um, I don't work at my desk unless we are recording or live streaming. Mm -hmm. because of my back pain, which I have multiple issues with my low back. And it's very hard for me to sit at a desk for a long time. So mm -hmm. you know where I sit? On the couch with a whole bunch of my favorite Squishmallows. Do you know what Squishmallows are? They're the best. They, I'm going to put a picture up of them. Squishmallows are these like pillow stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. And I have possibly an embarrassing number of them. They're, mm -hmm. I, they're my favorite thing ever. And I have a whole bunch of them and I sit in a big pile of them on the couch in my living room. Um, and that's with a, which a, with a couch desk, I bought a desk that pulls right up to my couch. So I can, um, I have, I have one of my laptops is there. Like I have all my stuff so that I can mm -hmm. work right from there. And I just, <laughs> Oriana, there's no such thing as the bra police wear or don't wear what you want. Exactly. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to not wear a bra. I'm just saying if you are doing things or wearing things that hurt your body, stop. Mm -hmm. Really? I'm. Mean, you know what else I don't do? I don't shave anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Because first of all, I have really sensitive skin. So I always end up with some skin irritation from shaving. Um, also, it's hard for me to shave my legs because mm -hmm. of my stuff. And I went, who cares? Why do I care about this? You know what I do shave? My lip. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm 40. 40. Because yeah. I'm 45. And, <laughs> you know, I got to have that. However. Mm. I don't do other shaving that has become painful for me. Mm -hmm. And this is really the first summer that I have gone without shaving. 
and occasionally somebody will look down on you know my fronts and my shins pretty hairy but you know what I don't care I yeah. really don't I've decided that taking good care of me is a lot more important than what anyone else thinks and I think being mm-hmm. in my mid-40s that's part of it just my age is like ah, I don't give a fuck anymore you know yeah um but that that's my big thing is you know what I don't do things that hurt anymore we just went yeah. to this football game well, guess what? I am now one of those old ladies that carries around a pillow to sit on everywhere I go because I have bursitis in my hip and it's on my sit bone. You guys, it's a yeah. bitch. And so, you know what I do? I sit on a pillow everywhere I go. Sure. But you know what? I didn't have any pain through the game. It felt great. Yeah. In case you're wondering, this is a Squishmallow. I do, yes. in fact, have this one. This is the <laughs> octopus. I have... I have one that is so big. His name is Leonard. Um, and he I kind of sit on him. And then I have other pillows around him. Anyway, I have figured out, and I'm lucky enough to be able to work from home, that doing things like that for myself really makes my day and my life a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I think, yes, making a decision that you're done suffering is huge. Right? Like, why am I doing this? This is miserable. This hurts. Why why am I wearing clothes that are painful? Mm, because no. other people. So what I've done, you guys might notice I wear a lot of tie-dye. I wear tie-dye. <laughs> We're both in tie-dye today. And I wear, yeah. And I wear sort of like <laughs> that's my thing now. And I wear like sort of mismatching tie-dye sometimes. And one time I was wearing an all-matching rainbow tie-dye outfit. It was like joggers, you know, mm-hmm. we walked into Kohl's and this woman that was walking out of Kohl's looks at me, looks me up and down and says, well, you're colorful. <laughs> and I just said, thanks. Because <laughs> I realized, you know, I kind of look a little like I'm in my pajamas a lot and I don't care. <laughs> That's right. Bra- bras are a pain. Lots of women have cut out the boob cage during the event pandemic right yeah when you work from home you realize oh how unnecessary is this Mm -hmm. for some people not for everybody you know there's no your comfort level yeah your comfort level should be yeah the thing that you choose well I agree with that totally you know I haven't worn jeans in many years I've said for years I'm already fighting my body every day I'm not going to fight my clothes I also won't wear a winter coat (laughs) won't Mm -mm, I don't care how cold it is I will layer with hoodies and softer things, but a winter coat holds my arms down and is uncomfortable and hurts my shoulders. I'm not doing it. Pulls on my neck. Can't do it. Yeah. Or and shoes too. But yes. Well, I love that. I I was thinking about my clients. Probably the number one thing I've helped my clients work through, besides the emotional spiritual stuff, which we'll get to, but there is an underlying belief in a lot of people that you have to suffer. Right. And you might not even think that's a belief you carry consciously, but subconsciously it could be. And if Mm -hmm. you are someone who is allowing suffering physically, specifically, uh, you really need to examine that belief in yourself that could easily come from your ancestry that uh, you you have to suffer. And one of the things that I've discovered with my clients a lot, and believe me, I've been through it myself, is allowing subpar medical care. This is, a, to me, an absolute epidemic in chronic pain patients because you, your doctors don't know what to do with you. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. And or you have doctors that gaslight you. I will tell you guys that for 15 years, it didn't matter what I weighed. My doctors would tell me, well, if you just lose weight, you know, yeah. I, and it was on or gain weight. This is what's so crazy. I had a birth defect in my stomach. I had to have surgery when I was 17 to fix it. I was on a liquid diet for several months. I was very thin when I started college. And a few months into my freshman year of college, I had an ear infection. And I went to the student health center. And I knew I had an ear infection. I get them quite a bit. I know what that feels like. And the doctor there was convinced that I had an eating disorder. Because I was very small. I weighed like... 
you know, 105 pounds. I was tiny because I couldn't eat and, you know, was under the care of a doctor, but that's where things were for me at that point. It took me 20 minutes to get the guy to look in my ear. He was so determined that I, he grilled me and grilled me. He practically made me take a lie detector test. And finally, I'm like, look, I'm here for an antibiotic. If you're going to give me that grade, if you're not, I'm going to go because I don't have an eating disorder. And, but again, it was all about my weight. It had nothing to do with what I was there for. And then fast forward a few years and uh, babies and a car accident that triggered uh, a series of health issues and things and weight being gained and being a little overweight, going to the doctor in chronic pain and him telling me, well, you just need to lose weight. And then trying that for years and years and having more babies and weight bouncing up and down and all over the place and going back to the doctor. Well, no labs, no scans, no looks at why is this woman always, you know, not always because I'd go long stints and not go to the doctor and just suffer in silence because I thought they couldn't help me. Why? Because I was going to the same damn one over and over who would just say the same thing. Well, I mean, if you could just uh, lose some weight. Until finally, in my mid-30s, I went to a female doctor, a PA, or or, sorry, a nurse's, uh, what am I saying, a nurse practitioner who did labs and said, "Uh, well, let's see, you're having the thyroid problem, your gallbladder's shot and needs to come out right away, and you have rheumatoid arthritis. No wonder you're in so much pain. Yeah. And it was the most infuriating and freeing thing I'd ever heard because it suddenly wasn't just all my fault because I was fat. It was my body is struggling and that's probably why I'm fat. And then subsequent diagnoses that have helped me understand my body better. But I couldn't believe that it took me 15 years to kick that doctor to the curb. Uh, But it did because I was raised in a culture and a religion that doctors were akin to the authority Right. The, the male patriarchy. And I was going to these doctors. They were telling me these things and I believed them. And I didn't think I deserved better. And when I finally figured that out, I was so damn mad I could hardly stand it, you know? Right. And since then, I've never looked back. But that's one of the things that I hear from my clients all the time. Well, the doctor said, well, have you considered getting a second opinion? Uh, I, I don't know. Should I? You, yes, you should. Yeah. Uh, I was always really afraid to do that. I thought in some way it was an affront to the doctor who I didn't dare insult. That's complete BS. This is your body. Wow. This is something that we have to buck and get over. Not that we have to be jerks to doctors or anything like that. I'm not saying that. And and I'm not anti-science. But if your doctor doesn't hear you and doesn't listen to you and doesn't help you, you should find somebody else. Yes. Get a new doctor. And that... That, that's yeah. probably the most important thing we can, you know, we're going to get to the metaphysical parts, but we got to get to this part first, that that is so important. However you choose to seek out treatment for yourself, if you don't have someone who's listening to you, kick them to the curb. They work for you. Yeah. David said women need female doctors. You know, David, at, at the risk of sounding really sexist, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I I, all too. three of my doctors now are women. Two of them are nurse practitioners. They have t- taken better care of me and heard me than any male doctor I've ever had. And I'm not trying to drag male doctors, but that's been my experience for sure. It, it really yeah. has this idea that, you know, women, it's just your emotions or your weight. Yeah. Guys, when I was 40, after fighting 25 years of doctor challenges, I was diagnosed with a rare immune system disease that I've had my whole life. And none of those damn doctors ever found. Mm-hmm. And it's rare, but it was always the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's your weight. It's, you know, whatever. Yeah. And and it turns out that, you know, they're, I'm very lucky that I didn't get a serious infection and die before they ever yeah. figured it out. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, advocating for yourself is so important. Yeah, I wanted to ask Shell in the chat. You said you had a a, a nerve knee ablation. Yeah, a knee nerve ablation. Was that today? 
How did it go? Wow. I've had, I have them in my back pretty regularly, but wondering how you're doing. Yeah. Let's see. Yes. Kevin said, remember my meningitis after effects. Yes. Being told I had no long-term side effects, even though he knew damn well, he was having long-term side effects. Took two years and multiple neurologists to find someone who said, yeah, yes, these are certainly side effects of meningitis. Of course. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that's just the thing. I mean, you've got to have people in your court that listen, that believe Mm -hmm. you. And if you don't, you keep looking until you do and you get some support, you know, you have to, there are, I'm not a huge fan of Facebook these days. However, there are some great chronic pain and chronic illness groups on Facebook. There are also some on Reddit that are really good. But getting some support from people who experience similar issues to you and yeah, yeah. continuing to search for the right doctor. So yeah. important. Yeah. The first one is rough. They do three. Just make sure they don't cripple you. Yeah. yeah. They are rough, Shell. I'm sorry. I hope mm-hmm. that it works for you, though. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mary, Mary Beth said that her doctor also was focused on weight with no help. That's the one that kills me with doctors. They're like, well, you should just lose weight. And when you go, okay, I'll do it. Tell me how. I got nothing. You know? Right. Exactly. So many times I've, I've said, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on board. Tell me how. And they go, right? Because they know. Yeah. They know what they're telling you to do may or may not work at all. Right. And yeah. Very, very frustrating. Weight loss is in, is incredibly difficult to do. And especially yeah. if you're, um, you know, like I'm a diabetic, I don't have a thyroid, I have rheumatoid arthritis, yeah. I'm an insulin dependent diabetic and you know, yeah. nothing makes you gain weight like insulin, mm-hmm. you know, it's so it's, yeah, just that game that you play all the time. Yeah. But I think ultimately what you have to do is you have to be, on your team you have to be in your corner yeah on this you have to be first of all the person to believe yourself and to believe in yourself absolutely and it's so easy to get discouraged trust me i've Mm -hmm. gone you know a long period of time in between seeing doctors in the past yes oh yeah i get it totally well i think there's also a level of learning how to love and accept your body for what it is yeah For the longest time, I felt like I wanted to wear a t-shirt that said I'm with stupid, you know, because I'm like, my spirit and my body are not connected. This bullshit that's going on over here, I want nothing to do with, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I finally gave myself permission to be okay with the body I was living in and take care of it, and I was taking care of it. I just, I was so mad, you know. Right. So mad. I don't want to be trapped in this. I don't. But yet again, I'm here. And I get to do the work I do and I get to be here with my family and I get to have all of the joy and the laughter I get to have in my life. And that's something to celebrate and be grateful for and take good care of and cherish. But I did for a long time. I thought I just, I don't even want to, I don't want to claim that, you know, but that's a part of going through healing, spiritual healing with chronic pain is to find a way to accept your body for what it is, where it is so that you can do better by yourself. Yeah. I I, th- I think um, working also on acknowledging that you are not being punished. Oh, that's a big because one. Because it can really feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there's not a direct correlation between you're a bad person. That's why you're in pain. It's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oriana said the main reason I hated living in Cheyenne, Wyoming, was that I would be really sick all the time. And doctors, all doctors cared as if I was pregnant and I wasn't. She moved uh, here to where she is now and got healthy right away. She just needed to get off that medication. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. Lauren. Oh, Oh, I was just looking at Mary's comment that she had to bring her husband in to verify that she was eating correctly and exercising. Yeah. Before they would believe her. Lauren, I think I have the same lymphatic disorder that you have. Yep. Yes. I understand you completely. Yep. 
Yeah, Lauren says, I have a progressive lymphatic disorder. That means I cannot lose weight in certain areas. And I'm always obese according to the BMI. I'm so grateful for the doctors I have that yeah. get it. I have certainly had a few that didn't and everything was wrong with me was weight related according to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So oh, challenging. We are soul sisters, Lauren. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. No, our dad did not serve in Vietnam, but I, but he did have rheumatoid arthritis. He did. Yep. Yeah. And we both have it too. And our yeah. sister has Sjogren's. So mm-hmm. definitely runs yeah. in the family. Yeah. And Kevin, I think it's a good point. He said he wanted to mention being profiled. In his case, he was profiled by a doctor with general anxiety and as being a hypochondriac. And that's really followed him mm-hmm. and given other doctors permission to not listen to a word he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just crap. And until mm-hmm. you find a doctor who sees you as a human being, you have to keep looking and it's not easy and it's not cheap. No, I, but, but it I generally means hypochondriac is a very unfair one. That is most, most usually used out of context. Yes. And is it a diagnosis? Any of us are really qualified to give, you know, mm-hmm. and creates a place where people don't get medical care because either their families think they're a hypochondriac or their doctor does. And yeah, is not a, you know, it isn't a real thing. Yeah. Back when fibromyalgia first started to get diagnosed and that was what, about 25 years ago and 30 years ago ish. And there was a real profile that was finally developed for, you know, pain spots and pressure points. And there was a real diagnosis that was falling forward in fibromyalgia and in uh, chronic pain or chronic uh, fatigue syndrome. And it was the medical community was so divided on it. You're just a hypochondriac. It's all in your head. And then rheumatologists going, no, this is happening. It's real. This is happening in people's bodies. But how many people were dismissed as being lazy, as being hypochondriacs, as being drug-seeking that were full of pain in their bodies and did not Mm -hmm. get the medical care that they needed. It happened all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bianca said, I'd like to clarify my comment for some chronic pain and suffering becomes such a way of life that you think you don't deserve better. I think that's absolutely true, especially when you get treated poorly, like poorly by the medical community. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And I, we totally get what you mean. And it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. And then we have to fight that mindset all the time and not take it on and not believe it and not agree with it. Uh-huh. And that's a challenge. Yeah, it absolutely is. Right. Yeah. Like Kevin saying, remember when being gay was mm-hmm. considered a mental disorder or sexual deviance, you know, yeah. things things change over time and, but you're right. Things change over time. And so, you know, and, and I was one of those early, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia in 1997 after a car accident. And the rheumatologist who diagnosed me gave me two prescriptions and said, you don't need to come back. I'll keep refilling your meds. There's nothing I can do for you. Yep. And then the primary care that I saw at the time told me that 10 years ago, people like you were just hypochondriacs. Yeah. So I went mm, easily 10 years without seeing a doctor at all. I was yeah. like, fuck you guys, man. Not doing well, it. We both kind of swing back and forth between Western medicine and Eastern medicine, holistic medicine. Yes. And I believe that there's a good, there can be a good balance of the two. I yes. really shy away from the belief that all Western medicine is bad or that all holistic medicine is ridiculous and snake oil. I don't think that's true. I think there's no. a good balance there between mm-hmm. the two, but I think that it's okay to seek both out in the right. new agey world. Uh, there was a real while there where it was such a stigma. If you went to the doctor, doctor, people were like, what's wrong with you? There's an oil for that, you know? And you know what? Maybe there is, and maybe you should use that oil, but you should still find out what your diagnosis is. You should still be tracked by a doctor if you have something serious going on. I just hate medical shaming. You know, the idea that you don't get to seek out the medical care that you personally need because someone else thinks that's not very 
ascended of you or some stupid thing. And why can't you get all of it? Like, like my spine doctor that I go to for radio frequency ablation and shots in my back, they also do acupuncture. So I get acupuncture there and I get injections and radio frequency ablation. I mean, it's all in the same office, which I think is amazing, but I think it's okay. Like you're saying, like, make your choice. You know, I went all in on the alternative side for a very long time. Yeah, me too. And then when I was diagnosed with, well, I I had to have two surgeries in one year. I had to have, um, I grew a a giant thyroid tumor and Mm -hmm. my sinuses were so packed with infection that I was breathing through a pinhole. And so I had thyroid and sinus surgery in one surgery. And six months later, I had to have my gallbladder out. And I went, you know, I've been doing all this holistic stuff for a while and I don't think it's working. Because it wasn't that I wasn't, I was taking yeah. all my supplements. Mm-hmm. I was seeing my chiropractor. I was doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the next year I was diagnosed with a primary immune deficiency, which really was the underlying reason for all of those things. And there is one treatment for that illness, one, and it is regular plasma infusion. I get a weekly plasma infusion and will for the rest of my life. And I kind of had to go the other way. And I still do. I still take supplements. I still do energy healing and get a massage every week. I And now I'm getting acupuncture, but I definitely had to mix the two in order to find a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's good. It's good to meet in the middle. It is. Yeah, It, it is. It was an interesting path for me after I had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia and uh, yes, same doctor put me on the same stuff. I was diagnosed about a year after Christy and I did the muscle relaxers and I did the pain meds for a while, the sleeping meds, and I didn't feel good. I felt better pain wise, but I didn't feel like me. And I wanted to have babies. I was in my mid twenties and early twenties. And uh, so I stopped taking that stuff. And I went to a holistic chiropractor in my town. And this was the first time I had been exposed to muscle testing. And he would have you lay on your stomach on a treatment table. And uh, he would lift your foot up and have you push on on his hand. And I thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever experienced. He was whispering. He'd hold your foot up and he'd go, push, push, push on my hand. And then he'd go, bah, 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 and he's pushing on well, your hand. And I'm like, oh, hell? he was a really weird guy. Totally weird dude. <laughs> but after a few minutes, he said to me, so you've got a mother-in-law that doesn't like you very much, huh? <laughs> I was like, what? And he said, your mother-in-law, you don't have a good relationship with her. And I said, no, she hates me. <laughs> and he was like, I know it's really affecting your health. And I was like, what? And the more we worked together, the more he said, you really should get some distance from her and quit worrying so much about what she thinks about you because her, her hatred of you has been really hard on your health. And I was dumbfounded, but he learned that from muscle testing me and asking mm-hmm. what was going on in my life. And then mm-hmm. there were other things, my job, he really pinpointed, he said, how much longer are you going to work at that job? And I said, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, well, you should quit because it's really hurting your health. And he was right. I worked at Kmart. And when I quit Kmart, my health improved exponentially. Yeah. Was it being on my feet all day? Was it being under all of those fluorescent lights? Was it working with a whole slew of people that hated their jobs and hated themselves and hated each other? Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of all of it, you know, but I started feeling so much better when I quit working there, you know, it made a big difference for me. So, but that was the first exposure I had to this idea that the energy of other people was affecting me physically so greatly. I, I knew I had gifts. I was operating under some of my psychic gifts, but the energy of my own health and the people around me, that was my really big introduction to it. And that's when I started making some changes in people, uh, you know, that I spend my time with. And that's when I quit worrying so much about what other people thought of me, because I was certainly raised as a people pleaser, you know, Mm -hmm. who had to be liked, you know, 
And that's been a hard one for me to let go of. Still is, honestly, sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, some of these mean comments we get on YouTube, man. <laughs> they cut me to the bone. I have to, you know, I have to consciously let go of those things. But I think that uh, being on that part of the journey has been really, from a spiritual and emotional level, has made a huge difference for me in my health and just my overall pain and functioning and quality of life. Yeah. So important. And yeah, that idea that acknowledging yourself as an empath, because yeah. there's a real pattern between chronic pain sufferers and being an empath. Like uh -huh. we all are. And, and part of it is that we are especially attuned to how other people feel because we experience suffering and we uh -huh. then, I think, are better at, you know, at uh, identifying it in other people. Oh, for sure. But yeah, for 100% um, recognizing when it's the people or situations that you're in that are contributing. I have definitely been there myself. Yeah. Uh, Mary, Mary says, my health improved when my mother died. She stressed and really was feeding off me. She drained people. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And it's okay to acknowledge that, right, Mary? You know, that mm -hmm. that's okay. Bianca said, my Nana was a folk healer and she knew when she could heal us with herbs and when it was time for antibiotics. It's a balance. And I love that. I love that. Um, Paula said, I use Reiki on my medications. Me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. One thing I had heard for years from other clients was, I hate taking medicine. I feel like I'm putting all this poison in my body or all of this, uh, you know, these chemicals in my body and how can it be good? And we, when our parents were on chemo, because our parents did chemo at the same time yeah. and we would uh, sometimes go with them or our mom was a Reiki master and she would do this for herself. She would envision that bag of chemo that was dripping into her port as light, yeah. light running into her body to, you know, to, to cast out the darkness, to expand in her body and go into the dark places and eliminate the cancer. And that made a huge difference for her rather than people that will tell you. And I've heard this from clients lots of times. I just sit in that chair and I just watch that poison running into my veins and I just hate it. And I go, yeah. what if we reform that? Yeah. What if we reform that for your body, for your mind, for your spirit, for what you're allowing your body to accept in that chemo? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, one thing that, because I've heard that before too, you know, medications are, are chemicals. You guys, everything's a chemical. An apple is full of chemicals. Like everything is a chemical. We are chemicals, like mm -hmm. literally chemicals make up everything on this planet mm -hmm. and medications. Yes. Are chemicals so are herbs, you know, and, <laughs> and there are, there are plenty of medications that were, that are based on, um, a plant or some kind of naturally occurring something. And so it's kind of silly that we get, and, and I understand it with chemo because of what a chemo does, what, what chemo does inside the body. But, you know, this fear of chemicals that I hear in the metaphysical community cracks me up because everything's a chemical. I mean, did yeah. you eat anything today? Cause if you did, you ate some chemicals. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that shouldn't scare you. It shouldn't have to scare you. Yeah, we've been scared. Yeah. yeah. So, Chris, I think you bring a really, really good question to the table. She says, do you think being an empath causes these immune type issues, body overload? I absolutely do. Yep. I also think that we are in these, an interesting time. I'm amazed at how many of my clients tell me that they are a mystery patient. That, they've, mm. that nobody knows what to do with them right? because I've experienced so that my whole life. And I know right. so many of you guys have as well. Yeah. And I think that it's my personal belief that we're in a period of our own evolution where our spirits have ascended or evolved faster than our bodies have. Yeah. And our bodies are vibrating quite a bit lower than our spirits are. And there is a discombobulation there that is causing a lot of, uh, autoimmune disorders. We were at a, an immune conference a few years ago 
that one of the doctors said that there are more than 350 autoimmune disorders in the U.S. that have are not being diagnosed in patients because this is all such new medicine. Yeah. The human body has changed a lot and doctors are struggling to keep up with what it all means and what to do for us. I thought that was really interesting. It was forward thinking on his you know, part, mm-hmm. but I agree with that, Chris. I One thing you see in empaths all the time are thyroid issues all the yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're an empath and you don't have thyroid issues, don't feel bad. But It is true that I think that we... Yeah, there's a there's a mismatch in evolution between the body and the mind. There is also, though, sort of the dark side of this in the metaphysical world. And that is the idea that you have thought your illness into being. Yes. That you have caused it. You have brought it upon yourself mm-hmm. by your thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is 100% bullshit. Yep. And this idea that we need to blame ourselves and live with guilt and shame because we might, we're sick. No, yeah. no, that is wrong. That is a hundred percent wrong. Yep. And it, it's very, very frustrating to me when I hear people, you know, Oh, I'm just, you know, I, I got to be careful about my negative thoughts because it's going to make me sicker. No, it's not you guys. And we all have negative thoughts. And we all bought that, right? 10 years ago or so, we all bought that. That was the Louise Hay way of thinking. It was, you know, we did all buy that. And God bless Louise Hay. I I still love her work a lot. But this idea that it's your fault, that it really came home for us when we owned our metaphysical store, we were teaching all this energy work, we were practicing all this energy work and lots of other, you know, mindfulness and, and lots of new agey spiritual topics. And both of our parents were diagnosed with cancer. And we would have people come into our store and say, well, what did they do? What, what thought caused that? You just need to clear the thought pattern and the cancer will go away. Well, there was a kind of energy work being taught and practiced in our town at that point that was really big on that. And that you just had to, you know, cancel, clear, delete that thought. And then that would go away. But when you tell someone who's just been diagnosed with breast cancer, that that's their fault because they must have had some mindset or way of thinking that caused that you're a monster, you know, you're a monster. It's not true. And it's incredibly cruel to bring that kind of thought to the table. And I'm not devoid from it. I fell for it for quite a while too. You know, as in new age and truth seekers, we have to get away from this idea that you have thought your way into illness. I have had clients that wanted to know what they did what they thought to break or to cause their broken leg that they broke in an accident. You didn't cause that. You didn't do that to yourself. You were in an accident. That's what caused it. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is, it's a soapbox issue. I know for both of us because Very it's, much it's so. so cruel and unfair. Yeah, it is. And it, unfortunately it gives us the idea that we have a lot more power than we do when it yeah. comes to these things. Because I was born with some bum genetics. I don't have any control yeah. over that, you know? Yep. So but what do you have control of? You have control of the way you treat yourself. Yes. You have control of the medical care that you seek to the degree that you can. I mean, I know uh, insurance and poverty and things like that come into play. So I don't want right. to make that as a blanket statement. But you have control of what you eat and how you rest and how you speak up and insist on being treated and cared for. There are things that you can control. You can't control your genetics. You, you, do I think you can do things like energy work to offset those things? Yeah. Do I think that you can do things to help make your situation better? Absolutely. Definitely. Do I, and I believe in ancestral clearing and ancestral healing. But I also know that your body's going to do what it's going to do. And you're going to have to find a way to love yourself through it because that's what's real. It is. Yeah. It is what's real. Yeah. And you know, one of the things, if if I had one spiritual energetic recommendation, it is to do things that make you feel good to keep your vibration high. The higher yes. your energy body vibrates, the better you heal. 
the yes. better you feel, the less pain you have. So mm-hmm. that can include things like guided imagery meditation, mm-hmm. solfeggio frequencies, and binaural beats. Mm-hmm. If you're not following me over on TikTok, TikTok or Instagram or Clapper, come follow me. I mm-hmm. am um, I am eclectic healer. And I'm doing a lot of work right now with fractals and binaural beats and um, solfeggio frequencies. It's vibrational. It, it's healing with music and vibration, really. And with um, like sacred geometry through fractals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listening yeah. to music that you love. Uh, mm-hmm. Walking when you can. Some mm-hmm. kind of physical activity. Whatever you can mm-hmm. do comfortably. Yeah. Like I said, don't do things that hurt yourself. Yeah, Mary, I'm paying for using tuning forks and music meditation. Uh Yeah, singing. The vibrational stuff is so powerful. Singing bowls, like Katie does these amazing singing bowl meditations. The vibrational stuff. And you have chronic pain, get a singing bowl. Yeah. It helps to really move stuck energy out of your body that can really help relieve some of your discomfort. Yeah. You can put your singing bowl on your body as long as it's not too close to your ears because, you know, we don't want to break your eardrums. Right. But say you have, you know, a, a spot in your back or your side or somewhere else that constantly balls up and twinges. You could put a singing bowl right on your body and chime it or right next to your body and chime it and mm-hmm. help yourself to release that trapped energy. And that does make a big difference. It yeah. really does. It really does. And if you can't have a singing bowl then look up some singing bowl meditations on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, using vibration and doing things that make you feel good to keep your vibration up is probably the very best recommendation I have. Yeah. Now, of course, I do energy healing for chronic pain and I'm doing the mm-hmm. same thing. I'm yeah. raising your vibration. I'm mm-hmm. clearing out stagnant um, energy, that kind of thing. Katie and I both yeah. do that. And that's another oh, yeah. way. Absolutely. But the higher you vibrate, the less pain you're in. Absolutely. And it's amazing how quickly you can shift pain when you shift your vibration. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and then paying attention to things in your life. Example, you're in constant pain. Your stomach is always hurting. Your shoulders are always hurting or whatever. You go on vacation from work and you feel amazing the whole time. You go back to work and the pain starts back up. There is your sign. Look, I know it's not just an easy answer financially to say, go quit your job. I get it. But you guys, life is too short, too short, too short. (laughs) Life is too short to work long term at jobs that are damaging your health. Yeah, it is. And if that means you need to figure something else out, do it. And if that takes you a little time, fine. Don't wait until you're in an emergency situation if you can. But don't work at jobs that destroy your your health. Don't. You don't have to. There's options out there. There has to be. But I get this from people a lot that are working at jobs that are just absolutely destroying them physically, emotionally, spiritually, and they have built their walls up to where they're stuck. You're never really stuck. I know. I'm not. I know that from a financial place, yes, sometimes it takes some planning. Sometimes it takes some help from others and things like that to get to a better place. But seriously, you guys, if it's your job, get the hell out of there. Yeah. Also, if it's your relationship, get yep. the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Those are the two places that if yep. you are in a lot of stress, Mm -hmm. those are the two places that will create chronic pain in your life. And if you are dealing with, you know, illnesses, you are, you know, having that much stress in your life in in a bad job or in a bad relationship Mm -hmm. is the best thing, the quickest thing you can do to feel better. Mm -hmm. Well, and and that includes not just, uh, Romantic relationships, but familial relationships, toxic friendships, things like that. 
Yeah. People with chronic pain need to have the best friggin' boundaries possible. And a lot and of trust times me, I know that because I've been working on having better ones for <laughs> 20 years. Yep. Absolutely. But for you, find the things that do make you feel better. And if something that we suggest or that you've learned in the past doesn't help, stop doing it. Keep yeah. exploring. Keep looking. I, I know for me personally, sometimes certain things really help me and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And that's okay. Sometimes for me, it is as simple as just taking a little break, relaxing in my recliner, drinking some water or some tea and just breathing for a few minutes. Sometimes that's all I need. You know, other times maybe I do need some energy work or maybe I do need a session with the singing bowls or, or the drum. The drum for me is huge in yeah. pounding a medicine drum and letting that, you know, bang some energy out of you that is stuck and needs to go. But you really have to explore some things for yourself and decide what really works for me and what doesn't. And if it doesn't, that's cool. We're all different. We can't tell you specifically exactly what's going to help you from day to day. You're the only one that can know that. Yeah. Although I do want to do a group healing for pain. Yes. Before we run out of time. So why don't we do that? And then if you have any other questions, throw them up in the chat and we'll finish with them. Great. But let's do this group healing really quickly. So everybody just close your eyes and relax. Pay attention to what you feel in your body. I want you to just focus on whatever sensations you feel in your body as I do this healing. And this is a group healing, so I'm just sending it out to everyone. So even if you're hearing this after it was originally recorded, you will still experience it because that's my intention. But I'm going to do something that I call a gold wrap. So gold energy, all the different colors of energy have different meanings and different purposes when you're a healer. And gold energy is like the base energy in your energy body. Your energy body can take gold and turn it into anything else. So it's like the original energy, basically. So what I'm doing as I'm talking is I'm wrapping you each up in gold light. I'm going to start at your feet and wrap you up all the way up to the top of your head, like in a cocoon of gold light. And this is one of my favorite kind of quick actions for somebody who's really in pain and struggling. Because this gold energy is just going to go wherever you need it. So if you've got back pain, neck pain, shoulder, jaw, hip, knee, internal organs, migraines, foot pain, hand pain, anywhere in your body that you have pain, this gold light is going to go to that place. Your body's going to absorb it and take that gold light to wherever you need it. And it's going to supply your body with some extra original, like original source energy to heal or soothe or to help recover in that area of your body. And I love this because if you've been a chronic pain sufferer for a while, you know that where you hurt doesn't necessarily correlate with what is causing the pain. Like I have nerd pain down one leg from some uh, problems in my low back. Like the pain is in my leg, not so much my back. So you think, oh, I need to heal my leg. No, actually I need to heal my back, if that makes sense. So that's why I like this for a group setting is that we can, I can just give your energy body whatever it needs to take it and run with it. Go to the area in your body 
that you are in pain. So normally during a session like this, I don't talk this much. I'm doing that because we're live streaming. Um, but the whole time, whenever I work on somebody, I just ask you to pay attention to what you feel in your body. You're going to feel the movement of energy somewhere as some kind of sensation. And there's no right or wrong when it comes to that. Everybody's different. But it does become an indicator for you. Like, hey, oh, I can tell that the energy's moving, that I'm getting healing because I feel that particular sensation. So I'm just going to ask you all to just take a couple of deep breaths. And open your eyes. Nice. Curious uh, if you want to share with us um, what you felt during that healing. What did you, where did you feel in your body? That was really awesome. Kevin says the gold energy turned into turquoise for him. I love that. It just turns into whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Oriana says the Golden Girls helps me. Oh, and you bring up a very important point, which is humor. Humor. Yep. Well, and happy distractions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Happy distractions. Yes. So important. And yes, funny things. Hmm. If I have to do mundane things that hurt me, bother me, that I don't like doing, I always listen to comedy. Because yeah. it helps me to just uh, focus on something else and get through the thing that uh, I didn't really want to have to do. Yep. Yeah. But I think happy distractions when you have chronic pain are hugely important. Yeah. 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 They definitely are. Uh, that's a that's a big big part of it. And and laughing um, is really a great way to raise your vibration. It, it, it literally. It's like doing a breathing exercise. It brings your vibration up. Uh-huh. Well, you're releasing some endorphins in your brain that are feel-good hormones. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. JR says, for me, it's music. Me too. Mm -hmm. I'm very much, I'm all on the vibrational plane. Yeah. I got to feel it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is super important. Oh, she said it lasted a long time and then started to disappear. And she started to worry she was doing it wrong. And But you're assured her that nope that's just how it played for her yeah no that's yeah. there's no wrong way to receive healing no it's just gonna be yeah. different for everybody mm -hmm. absolutely now if you want to work with me directly if you're struggling with something you can if you just go to to our website truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com Go down to the middle of the page where it says, get a reading with Christy. Just click on that link. It takes you to my calendar. You can get on my calendar and we can uh, start working together and see what we can do to get you feeling better. Because, the you know, we're just at the tip of the iceberg here. This We could oh, have, yeah. you know, 10 hours of conversations about this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. And you can find me over at one listencom And so you just, it is a hotline that I work for and I'm co contracted with them. So that's the only way to get work from me. But just go to one listencom and look for me, Katie Weaver, and I'd be happy to work with you guys anytime. I, yeah. The takeaway for me, quit suffering in silence. Yeah. Don't do it. No, speak up and stop doing stuff that hurts. Yep, you are worth more than that. There's only one you, and the world needs you, and yeah. you need you. So don't suffer in silence anymore. No. You know, I finally realized that I can't carry the laundry baskets up and down the stairs in our house anymore because it's very painful. Oh, yeah. And I just finally, all I had to do was just say to my wife and son, I can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And they were both like, okay, no problem. And they carry the laundry baskets up and down the stairs now. And they're both awesome about it. And, uh -huh. you know, you just have to remember to ask for help. But you've done it forever and suffered through it. Oh, yeah. Me yeah, too. stupidly. Laundry, laundry is a bitch. Laundry is painful for me, too. It's always the one that I go like, I'll sit here and fold the laundry, all of it. That's no problem for me. 
but hauling it around and switching it, you know, doing yeah. that headstand in the washer to get it all out and move it yeah. downstairs to the dryer. Right. That's a little tougher. Yeah. Huh? yeah. But again, quit suffering in silence. God damn it. We all do yes. it. We need to stop. Yeah. Yeah. We certainly do. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys, we are out of time, but you know it. We are the Psychic Sisters and we are usually true crime paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. <laughs> we will be back this weekend with some pop-ups and then we will be back it's next real. week with brand new cases so you're going to want to watch for that our new subscription is our new membership is now available on youtube so yes. this will be a, a true party that we will hold once a month it's a live stream for members only you get to throw cases at us and we will cold read them on the show yep. live so if you want to sign up for that click join on the homepage of our youtube channel and that is the first option there. So that's brand new for us. We're just starting that this uh, this month coming in September. And if you're a Spirit School member, you already get that. That's a new perk you get for Spirit School. But if you're not, you can join this separately if you'd like to. But we're going to have a lot of fun with that, I think. Oh, most definitely. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here, everybody. Take care. Thank you.